Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fantasy Dating Radio. Uh, this is Suzanne Casamento. I am your host and the creator of FantasyDatingGame.com and the author of Dare to Date. I am here in hot, sunny, sunny Southern California with the incredibly awesome, amazing Ryan Truax. I'm just melting into a puddle of goo <laughs> today. It is so hot. Yeah, baby. It's so hot. <laughs> Yeah, maybe a little too hot. It's too hot for it's too hot for the beach today. It, it is definitely yeah. crazy hot. We re- we record the show near the beach in Santa Monica, and it is not supposed to be this hot. No. Not all of the buildings in Santa Monica have air conditioning. This happens to be one that does not, and it is just sweltering. It is. It and is. today's one of the cooler days. It's like the coolest day of the last three days. Yeah. And it's still just mind-bogglingly hot for yeah. being so close to the water. The day before yesterday was blazing. It was it was 99 degrees. I know. As a high in Santa Monica on Monday. Yeah, which is not normal. That's disgusting. <laughs> it doesn't need to be that hot. It's terrible. We pay these exorbitantly high rents so we don't have to have 99 degrees. Yeah. If we wanted 99 degrees, we could leave. We would live in Hollywood. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Or, anyway. Or Arizona. <laughs> or Arizona. Yes, that is true. It is hot. So if um, if the conversation lags, it's because we're delirious. Yeah. Or if we make no sense, it's because we're delirious. Yeah. Yeah. I make it a little crazy. Uh, brings up a, a really good uh, point of conversation, though. Yeah. Which is uh, sort of the, the battle that I uh, have in my own household on a semi-frequent basis when it gets real hot like this. Which is? It's the to air condition or not air condition oh. uh, conversation. Yes. So we have in our place, we have... Not we don't have air conditioning, but we do have like a little roll away air conditioning unit, one of the ones that you can like vent out the window awesome. and cool like a room, not an entire home, but right. certainly like you know your bedroom at night while you're asleep. Perfect. Uh, but my wife hates the sound of it because when it kicks on, she says it wakes her up, and uh, I just end up laying in bed in like a pile of sweaty goo. That sounded weird. That's not what I meant. Uh, but it gets sweaty. You know what I'm saying? It gets hot. And so, yeah, yeah we're, we're trying to... So, uh, you know, maybe that's one of those relationship things that you might want to find out about somebody if you live in a, in a hot climate. Yes. Are they a hot sleeper or a cold sleeper? Uh, that, is, that is a very good question. Maybe we'll ask our, our guest in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we're actually, which by the way, we're going to have easy dating coach Mike Goldstein is going to join us in just a few minutes. Uh, and by the way, hey, if you have a question for us or for Mike, please call us at 323-870-3965. We are live and you can call us. You can call right in and talk to us. We dare you. We won't even sweat on you, we promise. We, we won't. But we might, radio. We might, right. Ooh, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's radio. Yeah. Well, a couple things about that. Uh, one, your wife should wear earplugs. And had I known, I would, <laughs> yeah. I would have brought her. I'll pair. let her tell you that. Yes. I'll let you tell her that. Oh, I will. Okay. I will. As soon as I see her. That's good. And uh, I, seriously, I have like 500 pair at home. I would have brought her. I would have brought her a pair had I known. Um, there's that. And then, uh, but yeah, no, those are things that you could, you should definitely find out. Well, you know, the other funny thing about my wife is that she, not only does she not care if it's 85 degrees in the room that she's sleeping, but then she also is like a, like an oven when she sleeps, she like radiates heat. Really? Yeah. So, are you a hot sleeper? No, I don't think, I mean, I don't think that I like radiate heat when I sleep. I'm not sure. Right. I, I don't sleep very well when it's hot. Right. I prefer to sleep in a cool atmosphere or a cool room so then mm-hmm. the the heat that she's radiating uh only sort of intensifies the discomfort of sleeping while it's super hot like it has been the last couple of days oh my god yeah. so i was up at like quarter to six this morning just uh not being able to sleep because it was so dang hot and i finally just had to get up and walk out in the living room and sit where it was equally hot so i don't really know that that accomplished anything other than me well, not least, sleeping but at least you got away from your heat miser yeah. wife yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. But I love her. I love her to death. I really do. Yeah. Well, I do too. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Yeah. I'm always freezing. So. Um. So when uh I am in bed with a man, I'm usually you know right up against him trying to stay warm. Yeah. Yeah. They love that. Well, no, actually, they hate that. Well, we'll and find so, out from today's uh, dating coach. And oh, we will. Yeah. yeah. We could ask him about that. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Blah blah blah. Anyway, I have a success story. I love this. Let's do it. Okay. So I got an, uh, an email this morning from uh, from a fantasy dater who scored huge. So she was on a date, and it was a bad date. And it was, you know, it's just not going very well. They were having some happy hour, and um, and they really had nothing in common or whatever. And there was Not a, hitting it off. Not hitting it off. But there was a guy, like three bar stools down or whatever, who kept looking over at her, and she said they locked eyes. And he totally saw what was happening and grinned, and she grinned, and um, and then she politely said goodbye to the guy she was with, and she said, "I'm leaving." And she said, "Okay, well, it was really nice meeting you. I need to leave now." Like she said, she said it kind of loudly, mm-hmm. and then she dashed out of the bar. So she she said she stood she stood outside the bar against the wall, like panting, trying to figure out how to get back in the bar to see the other guy. Mm-hmm. When the guy pulled around the corner in his car and said, "What are you doing?" and she said, "I think I'm waiting for you." Whoa. Whoa. So. They went and they had, uh, you know, one drink that turned into four drinks and they were together for like, for like you know, four hours or something. Uh, and then since then, I guess it was like six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And she said they've been together every single day and that he's amazing and that he totally is, you know, loves her for her. And she could be wacky and silly and, you know, her total self with him and that they're having an amazing time. And I just thought, wow, that's awesome. Don't you love that? The whole lock eyes and know that, like, you know. It sounds like a rom-com. It does. Yeah. It's great. And the line of, I think I'm waiting for you. I think I'm waiting for you. Yeah. I am now pounding my hand over my heart. Uh, I thought it was awesome. She was storing that one up, just waiting to use it. I think so. It was good. Did she get into the car with the guy when he pulled around and they, like, left and went somewhere else? You know, I don't know. I don't know if she actually got into the car with the guy. But I know that they went somewhere else. I don't know if they uh, walked down the street yeah. or... If they didn't go back into the same bar, though. 
No, they okay. went somewhere else. That's good. All right. Well. Yeah, they went somewhere else. Yeah. That was the only part of the story that kind of skewed me out a little bit. Yeah, you don't want to get in a car with a stranger. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, uh, what are you doing? And your answer was waiting for you to kill me and put me in your trunk <laughs> oh my God. and drive me to Connecticut. Uh, so I'm glad that didn't happen. I'm happy that it went the other way. I, I am too. But I certainly wouldn't advise anybody to just get randomly into a stranger's car. No, No matter how good not. looking they are or how fantastic an eye lock they put on you yes. while you were at the bar with some other dude. I agree, and I think our lawyers would agree that we are in no way, shape, or form. Hop in a car with random dudes. It's cool. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm sure that'll work out fine. usually does. No, don't do that. No. No. Um, no. <laughs> don't do as we say. Well, no. so, I mean, that obviously brings up a couple of really great points. Uh, she was out on a date already. Already. So she was already putting herself out there. Oh, she, was, which, she already made six, got six points. Right. Which yeah. is something that we definitely <laughs> say, hey, go for it. Put yourself out there. It's the only way you're going to meet people. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, taking advantage of the situation that she was in and uh, realizing that her date wasn't going so well and being able to sort of uh, scope out the room for other people that might be interesting on the fly. I mean, I hope I'm sure she probably did it like not brazenly or, you know, right in front of the guy that she was there with, but who knows? I mean, maybe the guy was a total snooze fest. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, it didn't work out for him, but worked out for her. Worked out for her. So right on. I know. And she had been, and she said, you know, I'm so, I've been so tired of online dating and online dating just hasn't worked out. And I think it's amazing that it happened right there in real life. And so, but, Here's the thing. Had she not been online dating, she wouldn't have been on that date right. where she would have, you know, run into that guy in real life. So, obviously, it was meant to happen the way it happened, but it's a great example of using all your tools Yeah. and, and trying anything to see what works. I don't know. Super cool. It's awesome. It's a great story. It is a great story. You know, there's this other awesome story. Did I tell you the story about my friend Mike, who I grew up with, who on his – okay, so he goes out with this girl one night. And they have they have a they have a, a good date, and then they go on a second date, and that good that second date is better. I mean, it ends up in a in an actual overnight. And so in the morning, um, he's getting ready for work, and the girl asks him, "What are you doing this weekend?" And she and he said, "I don't have any plans." And she said, "Do you want to go to Amsterdam?" You've not told me this story, no. I, I didn't tell you the story. Well, I, I actually asked him to come on the show and tell the story. Mm. And so they said that, that – and, and so I guess he he said he was interested in that he was going to reach out to her. So I don't know if they're actually going to come on the, on the show and tell the story. I might be ruining the story, but whatever. They'll tell it better than I am. So anyway, on the second date – so he – so – then she, she looks at him and she's like, oh, my God, should I not have said that? I mean, do you think I'm totally, completely crazy? And he's like, no, I don't think you're crazy. I think this is an awesome idea. And he's like, but I don't have a passport. And so I don't know what they did to get him, like, some passport in, like, three days or something or whatever it was, you know, five days by that Friday. And so she, w- she had this job where she traveled all the time. And so their, their third date was Amsterdam. So, wow. I know. Amazing. And so, and then from there, uh, she, she had so many frequent fire miles and she would be staying in a hotel that 
she that that he just started to travel with her. They went to Spain, they went to South America, they went to I think they went to Africa. I mean, they went all over the place. And so, um, and it was pretty amazing because I kept seeing him check into all these like airports on Facebook. And so yeah. finally, I was like, "Dude, looks like you're having an amazing time." And he was like, "Do I have a story for you?" <laughs> That's awesome. I know, and they met on Tinder. Wow. I know. I have to get them to come on the show. Yeah, you totally do. Yeah. I do. I think I'm going to come on the show. We should do a whole episode on, like, Tinder success stories. It sounds a little like that Clooney movie again, though, doesn't it? I mean, we kind of were talking about that before. Like, does she, has he ever been to her actual home? Where does she actually live? Where is she actually from? Do you have any idea? Well, he's in Massachusetts. I think they live in the same state, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and like, I, he's stayed over at her place before. I Man, good I question know. to ask him. I'll have to ask him when they're on the show. I'm just saying. I don't know. Cool when you meet up in a bunch of different random local cities, but maybe not so cool if you've never seen her place. That's true. She may have a random family in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Don't want that. <laughs> nope. You don't want that. Well, you're going to have to let us know. I don't know. Traveling Mike. That's his name from now on. Traveling Mike. Traveling Mike. Traveling Mike. Uh, I'm gonna, with a mystery lady. I'm going to hit him up when I get home, and yeah. I'm going to ask him to come on. So were you guys like comparing notes then about your uh, your your travels with random people that you had only recently met? Oh, yeah. I did tell him the, the Vegas story after that, and he was like, awesome! Yeah. <laughs> he was very proud of me. That's pretty good. So, yeah, yeah. Although I've been very mellow since then. Well, you know, I mean, Dreamy McDreamerson walks into a bar, takes you to Vegas for a weekend, and then flies off to Kyrgyzstan or wherever he is. <laughs> uh, I can see why. You might have dialed it back a little bit. Certainly nobody's going to... Uh, you know, meet your first date expectations if they're not taking you out to a weekend ve- or weekend in Vegas now. That's true. Yeah, it's kind of a tough act to follow. It is a tough act to follow. Yeah, like it's dinner true. in a movie doesn't really sound all that exciting. <laughs> yeah, but I still want to go out to dinner in a movie. Yeah. I mean, you know. Not on a first date. Not Movies aren't a good first date. Oh, no. no we should address that real quick. They are a terrible first no, date. No, that's not a good idea. Oh, no, don't no, no. Do I agree. I agree. I'm just saying that, you know, I... I I don't have to be taken to Vegas on the first date every time. I mean, that, I think that was definitely um, a, a not not a once in a lifer, but a once in a while. Well, not every time, guys, but it helps. She's just saying. Yeah, it helps if you do. Right, I'm just saying. Oh my goodness. <laughs> anyway, I believe our guest is on the line. Mike Goldstein, are you there? I am here. How are you? Hey, we're good. How are you? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, why, thank you so much for joining us. I love it when people are amazing. That makes me feel better right out of the gate. Seriously. It's a great answer. Then this show is going to be amazing because you are amazing. Thank you. Um, So uh, this is Mike Goldstein. He is Easy Dating Coach. We will uh, have him tell you all about where uh, you can find him a little bit later. But, um, Mike, so we were just talking about first dates. Where do you think a, a good uh, what do you think a good activity is for a first date? Ooh, that was a great question. Um, I guess it depends on the weather outside, but you guys are in California, so it's great weather. So maybe uh, meeting to go on a, on a walk. Um, of course, meeting at a public place. Um, yeah. Going on a hike. Um, of course, going to get a drink. I love that, and everyone's used to getting that one. What do you guys think? Awesome. 
Those are are great suggestions. We were just saying that the whole dinner and a movie idea is, like, terrible because, first of all, if dinner sucks, you still have to go through a movie with that person. Secondly, you have to go through a whole dinner. I mean, what if you know in the first ten minutes, oh, my God, this is not going to work out. Oh, it's terrible. Then you're staring at your food and it's just getting awkward. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So, um, no bueno. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what you do? I would love to. Um, I'm a dating coach for women. I help them uh, find love and, most importantly, keep it. And uh, I've been doing that. I've started about eight years ago and uh, started my business about three years ago. Awesome. So what made you start? What inspired you to become a a dating coach? Oh, gosh. Um, When I was 24 years old, I was in love. I thought I was getting married. And then um, my girlfriend at the time cheated on me with one of my very good friends. I was crying my eyes out for three months. And then I picked up John Gray, met her from Mars, women are from Venus. I figured out, oh, my, I am doing this. I do not understand women at all. And so I figured that out. Then I started reading everything you can imagine on dating and relationships. Got pretty good at it. Um, My friends started asking for advice. Um, Fast forward a number of years, I got six of them married. Uh, They said start a business, so I did. Fast forward some more. Uh, I've been on the Today Show. I write for Reader's Digest, um, Star Ledger, NJ.com, Shape Magazine, and pretty much uh, most publications I've written for. And now uh, we're doing very well, and we have an 83% success rate at getting women into relationships. Fantastic. Wow. So your uh, sort of basis for uh, doing what you do now came out of, I guess, sort of your own dating fail and then uh, kind of learning or relearning how to uh, address dating and relationships with women? Yeah, man, definitely fell on the face pretty hard. <laughs> That's awesome. You know what? I mean, not that, not awesome that you fell on your face yeah. pretty hard. But <laughs> no, I mean, not that hard. So it's, awesome. it's awesome that you did something life-changing and that actually helps people, that something like that came out of something so awful because when you're going through that heartbreak, it's horrendous. So um, hats off to you for doing something really positive with it. That's amazing. So oh, thank um, you, Suzanne. You're welcome. Um, so, so when you when you uh, say, um, so when you say that you help women understand men, um, what are some things? What are like the basics that that women just don't get about men? Oh God, we could be here a while. Um, so I think <laughs> the big the big thing that always comes up, and I love to talk about this is. Women are always asking, why do men disappear? Like, all of a sudden, you know, you think you're in love and just things are going amazing, and then all of a sudden the guy's just like, poof, he's gone. And women are like, what, what, what happened? We just had an amazing weekend together. We just had an amazing date. Where'd he go? And um, especially because I just talked to John Gray yesterday, um, I'm on the whole rubber band thing from him, and men are like rubber bands. They, you know, they're elastic. They leave, they come back. And so what women don't understand is um, when they leave, it's don't take it personally. Don't go chasing after him. Um, A man 
needs to go rebuild his testosterone after spending a lot of time with you. And so that means he needs to go play soccer, go lift, go do whatever he needs to do, um, solve problems. And all that builds testosterone, and then all of a sudden he can come back and be back to his loving self. Um, but the big mistake is that women just um, chase him away by, you know, bothering him when he went into uh, his quote-unquote man cave. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. It's something that we've talked about, you know, a number of times on the show as far as uh, people need, needing their own sort of personal space in the relationship to be the best possible them so that they can then contribute the best possible them to making the best possible relationship. And certainly, I think what you're talking about falls into that category. Guys need an opportunity to go and do some guy stuff with their guy friends uh, and, and can't always uh, be at the sort of beck and call of whatever lady friend they happen to have at that given time. So how do you get yep. the women to break that habit? Because women really do. They, I mean, they will. They'll be, they'll be like, well, what is he doing now? Oh, my God, I have to text him. Oh, my God, I couldn't help it. I called him. Um, you know, the, we see a pattern every Sunday. So there's a lot of uh, articles on, fantasy, on fantasydatinggame.com, and every Sunday the site blows up because people are searching, should I call him? Because it's the end of the weekend and it's Sunday night and women are like, they cannot stay away from the call button. You know, just put the phone away. Do not touch your phone. <laughs> just give him some space. So, you know, well, how do you, how do you, um, so how do you get them to break that habit? How do you, what do you tell them? Man, that's a loaded question. Um <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, if a woman wants to do something, she's going to do it. So if right. she's, like, sitting at the, you know, sitting next to her phone, like, ready to dial, you know, she's going to do it. Um, but what I tell them is you're going to push them away. You know, do you want to lose them? The best thing you can do, like, nine times out of ten, and it's so easy, is do nothing. Do absolutely nothing. Like, don't call <laughs> them. Don't text them. <laughs> and it's amazing. It's so easy. And also, like, what you can do is have some – you can do fun stuff. Like, hey, the guy's doing man time. You get to do woman time. Like, you can go do whatever you want. You can go spend time with your girlfriends. I mean, it's phenomenal. Go enjoy yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we actually just recently did a show about football because, you know, football season was starting. So it was the Wednesday before football season was starting. And you know how there's the whole thing about the football widow, widows and, and the women who lose their minds because every Sunday, you know, they're, um, they're, they're widowed by their boyfriends because their boyfriends are watching football. And it's like, you know, I hear that and I'm thinking, oh, my God, go to brunch with your girlfriends. Have bottomless mimosas and go shopping. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. What? why are you trying to control, uh, you know, football? You can't win over football. You'll never win over football. <laughs> well, not if he's a football no. fan. Right. They own a whole exactly. season and a day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. Well, that's great advice. I love the do nothing. I just wrote it down in caps. I'm sure, I'm sure that will be in my show notes tomorrow morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um, so, you mentioned uh, at the top of the show when you were first talking about what you do, Mike, that you work primarily with women. Do you have any male uh, clients, or is it is it do you date do you do deal strictly with uh, with women uh, as far as your coaching? 
Travis, that's an awesome question. I do work with men. Um, I gear all my advice to women, but uh, men trickle in. I probably have about like 10 to 15% of my clients at any time are male, um, but I'm not marketing them. They just come and uh, I help them. So I guess, so what are the, I guess, I mean, obviously we're familiar with some of the things that men and women do differently. You know, like men communicate to exchange facts, women communicate to connect, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, mm-hmm. but but what are some other, I guess, uh, lesser known differences and things that men and women do? Like, um, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. Good question. Or, or is that like the biggest one? Um, I mean, those are, yeah, that's huge. That's, I mean, you obviously, you get it. Um, I'd say another thing is just how, and maybe this is repeating myself, but how, uh, we handle stress um, very differently. Um, mm. So, like, w- women, for example, when they're dealing with a problem, they want to be able to go be heard and they need to go speak, and that refills their oxytocin levels, and then they're chatting, and um, they're just looking for someone to say, yeah, I'm on your side, I'm on your team. Um, yep. And that's what they need versus men. When they have a really bad problem, if you make them talk about it and they don't have a solution, they're going to hate it, and it's going to be the worst conversation ever. But, you know, if a man could turn that side of his brain off and go do something fun like go lift or, or go running or watch TV or whatever he needs to do to just forget about it for a minute, um, that's helpful for him. And well, uh, I think both sexes don't get it. Um, I mean, especially me, I know I had a huge problem when – a woman uh, was telling me her problem, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to be Mr. Fix-It and I'm going to solve this problem. And then, uh, you know, I did that enough times and all of a sudden she was looking at me like she wanted to kill me. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm trying to help you. And so obviously that's a big problem. Yeah, that's totally huge. Absolutely. Would you say that there's like uh, a specific um, issue or problem that, the women that come to you to sign up for your coaching uh, are trying to address or avoid? I mean, I know we've talked sort of a little bit about the kind of the differences in communication between men and women and that sort of thing, but I'm sort of curious, like the people who are seeking out your services, is there a a specific thing or a specific theme that you sort of find over and over again that comes up in the people that you're coaching that it's it's a thing that they're addressing incorrectly or doing wrong, or uh, maybe you could talk about that a little bit. Um, Great question. Um, so actually the big thing, so I work with a ton of very secure, very successful women that are actually have a very good grasp on how things work, but their biggest problem is um, they're having trouble finding high-quality men. And as you know, like uh, Suzanne, I'm sure um, – are you single, Suzanne? Yes. Okay, well, then I'm sure you know, like, do you do online dating? Uh, yes. Well, I have. I, I'm, I've been on a bit, a little, little bit of a hiatus this summer, but uh, I am, uh, I'm getting back in the game. <laughs> All right, cool. So you've done it in the past. So you get what I'm gonna say. Uh huh. Um, so Suzanne's an attractive woman. So when she was doing online dating, she was probably getting at least ten messages a day, like most women, and probably nine and sometimes ten of that day are just garbage, where a guy says, "Hey, sexy," or is you know, 20 years too young or whatever the problem is, women are frustrated with that on 
I'm doing online dating, I'm doing the right things, but I can't get a high quality guy. I can't get a good date. So that's why a lot of women are calling me is they're like, I want love. Guys either don't want commitment, the wrong guys are um, messaging me. Like, how do I get the, the right guy? So how do, how, do, how do they get the right guy? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Um, so it's really, um, I mean, there's two things that I always say on how you need to be successful. There's two S's. You need a really great strategy and you need an amazing state of mind. So if you're like, I'm going to do anything to find the love of my life this year. So that means you're, you're ready to work. And then the next thing is strategy. And um, that's really where I come in is I'm the king of online dating strategy and how to meet people strategy. Um, so that's kind of what I work with women on is their, their strategy and hopefully they come with the right state. And so what I've found is through my system, I only actually need to put women, I, I, they only need to meet six to eight men to find someone they like and hopefully go exclusive with. Wow. So um, that's amazing. So can you give us a little bit of, of an idea of what the system is like? Um, I, it'll be hard to go into details, but I can give you a 10,000-foot level if that'll help. Okay. Sure. Um, so very simple. Um, if we're looking at online dating, um, so it's kind of like the one percenters. So the one percenters of income have all the money, right? Online right. dating is exactly like that. Um, the top 5% of online daters are getting most of the messages. They actually get 10 times more messages than everybody else. Wow. Um, so my goal is to put my clients in the top 5%, and I guarantee that I will put every client in the top 5%. And also you need to do that in a in an authentic way so that high quality comes in. So not only are we getting 10 times more messages, but we're getting 10 times higher quality, which hmm. is obviously the most important piece. So then we're being an authentic version of ourselves, but we're doing it in a very strategic manner where we're writing an extremely specific profile, explaining exactly who my client is, and then allowing people to message her that are interested in exactly who she is, and we're also messaging people that we think are a good fit as well. Cool. Does that make sense? Yes. Would you uh, would you say sort of from the flip side of the coin for a second, because you talk a lot about how there are uh, a lot of men who obviously are on uh, online dating sites, um, but maybe you're not necessarily you talk you know you're talking about sort of the high quality men. Is there, is there a mistake that men often make in writing their own profile that sort of keeps them from, from hitting that high-quality uh, marker or whatever that would sort of be an indicator to begin with, uh, that they're one of those people that you might want to message back? It's a great question. I'm just trying to look at it sort of from the other side for a second. It's a great question. Absolutely. Um, so it's actually a universal problem. It doesn't matter whether you're male or female. Um, people in general just – I mean, obviously, there's extremely smart, intelligent, sophisticated people writing profiles. But even these very um, smart people are writing terrible profiles. And so the key is to be ultra, ultra um, specific. And let me give you an example. Like, it has to be like, so on OkCupid, the bottom question says, what are you doing on a typical Friday night? It needs to say, like, oh, I get home from work at 6 p.m. By 7 p.m., I'm watching Law & Order. At 8 p.m., I'm having... Um, you know, brown rice, um, salmon sushi, 
Um, I'm in bed at 11. I wake up at um, like 7.30 to go do a run in Central Park. I run three miles. So all that, so once we've got great pictures and then a story, a guy's like, whoa, I totally understand what her life is like. This is what our lives together could be like. On Friday, we'd be watching Law & Order, and either she'd wake up to go on a run without me or I'd go run with her. But you really want to get a feel for what their lives could be together by being ultra-specific on what you're doing and how you do it. Does that make sense? That's, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's a really great point. I mean, I uh, did some online dating prior to meeting my lovely wife. Not online, but uh, yeah, and I, I would absolutely agree with that. I think that a lot of times people write profiles that are very uh, nebulous and not real mm -hmm. specific. Yeah. And it can certainly make it difficult to sort of separate the good from the bad uh, when you're getting tons and tons of just information that isn't necessarily helpful. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I think that makes that makes a lot of sense. And well, it seems like it's a sort of great backbone for a, a good online dating strategy. Yeah. Well, and there, there are also, you know, I mean, horrible cliches like, I love to laugh and have fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, I always hated. I always hated when I read, "I'm looking for my partner in crime." Oh, ridiculous! I was like my my oh, single. It was, that was an immediate delete for me. Seriously, because one, I was like, Jeez. "We're not going to commit any crimes together." <laughs> I mean, maybe we will, but that's going to be way further down the line. I'm not looking for somebody to create a crime, like commit a crime with right now. But then, secondly, <laughs> not it on just the was first like, date. Yeah, no. <laughs> but then it was just also like horribly cliche, right? Like yeah. when you get 37 profiles that are like, "I'm looking for my partner in crime." Uh, uh, yeah, I just it was an immediate click. See you later. That was a that was a no go for me. Needless to say, my online dating was super successful. <laughs> uh, remind me one time. Actually, we're gonna have to share my my online dating. I've got a really great online dating story for another for another time and another show. But okay. it just dawned on me that I maybe would want to share that one at some point. Awesome. Um, we will get to that. Um, wait, I have another question for Mike. Um, so so. So okay, so so you coach them on how to have this awesome profile, and then what about um, what about what what to do on the date? Do you do that too? Um, I do, yes, absolutely. And like what to say and how to make a first date an enjoyable experience and not an interrogation. <laughs> that that's important. Yeah, there should be yeah. definitely some ping pong in terms of conversation. Cool. So um, do you have any any general tips for our listeners about, about you know, just the the getting to know you do's and don'ts? Um, I want to keep this extremely simple because the more uh, we talk about this, the more complicated it could possibly get. So very simple stuff. Uh, sure. I'm going to use a Dale Carnegie, Dale Carnegie quote, um, be interested, not interesting. Nice. And what I mean by that is, no one wants to hear you ramble about who you are and just you're on and on. You're, you're not, you're trying to be interesting. No one cares. But if you're interested, that is super sexy and very attractive. And what that means is you're asking a lot of questions and then you're laser focused. Your eyes are focused on their eyes and you're not thinking of your next question. You're actually listening and being interested in what they're saying. And then if something sparks your interest, you have a follow-up question and just really focusing on getting to know the person and making them feel special like there's no one else in the room and just focusing on them, I think that's, uh, that's a game changer. 
I love that. And I think it's important for a woman to do that and for a man to do that. You know, it's important. If that, that one definitely crosses gender lines, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, 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 that's great. That's actually even big, bigger for men because, um, you know, men think it's important to prove their, like, prowess and, like, how great they are so they say all these wonderful things about themselves, and women just don't care. They want you to be interested in them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I can. I can attest to that. My, I got hands in the air. Woohoo! Um, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So, do you have any uh, favorite success stories from your uh, coaching background that you are interested in sharing? Is there something that you have found to be really wonderful, sort of from the clients you've had over the years? Yes. Um, my favorite story of all time is my client Isabella. Um, she came to me and she was a little bit broken in the sense that like her last guy just walked all over and she's like, Mike, I want to find love. Um, she was in her, uh, early forties. She's like, I want to do this. I'm like, great, let's do it. So she started doing online dating and we, um, we sent the first message to the, to the guy and asked him out, which, uh, some people think faux pas, but we did it. And she went on the date. And she comes back, and she's like, you know, Mike, there wasn't really any chemistry, um, but the compatibility, like, I really liked him. Like, he was fun, but not sexually attractive. I said, all right, cool. Um, you know, if he uh, asks you out again, would you give him a second chance? She's like, I guess. Anyway, fast forward a bit, four or five dates. She's still, like, on date four, she's like, oh, I'm not sexually attracted, but I'm really having fun on these dates. I'm like, all right, can we keep going a little bit longer? Fast forward more, we finally get to date eight. And she's like, Mike, this guy is the sexiest man alive. I'm into him. <laughs> and I'm like, now we're talking. Um, so we fast forward some more, and she actually got engaged um, probably about four or five weekends ago. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. So what was the switch that flipped yeah. from where she was not interested to where all of a sudden she thought he was the, the best-looking dude in the room? Oh, man, I am probably the wrong person to answer that. Um I don't fully understand how women work because I'm male, but I do know there's a scientific study that's proven that um, – so when women look at a male's attractiveness um, purely on looks, let's say they give a guy um, a five, and then they let the um, – the, in the study, the woman get to know his personality, the five could move uh, four basis points either direction. So a five turned into a nine or a five turned into a one. On the flip side, men can only move women after they got to know the personality one basis point. So a five turned into a six, a five turned into a four. But anyway, science has proven that women can move four basis points. So maybe at first it was a five, and then I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden it turned into a nine. I do know it can take some time to get to know personalities, um, but I do not have a definitive answer on, on what was the what happened here. That's fascinating. I didn't know that. About, yeah. Uh, yeah, really neat. Men and and women and the and the I didn't know that at all. I mean, I think if you think about it, it makes I mean, it makes sense though. Oh yeah, no, it does. It does. It definitely makes sense. But I I didn't actually know that there was you know science to back some, it up. Some science that backs it up. Yeah, that's fascinating. The science is in my living room, Suzanne. And I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got it. 
Oh my gosh. Guys see a woman and they're either attracted to him off the bat or they're not, and that's not going to change much no matter how cool or fun or interesting she is. It's just how it goes. Yeah, I know. And for us, I mean, it can really it, it can really go from yeah. the friend. You'll let him talk you into it. Yeah. Well, no, it's not even uh-huh. talking you into it. It's just suddenly he just becomes more attractive. Right. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, anyway. Because he talked to you. That's fantastic. Fulfilled your needs. I love that story. What was yeah, her name? Great story. Isabella? Isabella. Isabella. Isabella, getting yeah, engaged. Her picture's on my website, too. You can see her engagement pictures. Oh, that's awesome. amazing. Congratulations, right Isabella. Yeah. Yeah. So that brings up a good point, I guess, which is tell us about your website. Tell us where we can find you. Give us all of your information so that our listeners can come and check out what you uh, what you do and the services that you offer. Yeah, so I'm on easydatingcoach.com, and uh, that's hard to spell because it's the letter E and then Z and then datingcoach.com. Um, what's cool about my site and uh, just my mantra in general, I love to give stuff away for free. So um, I have a ton of free articles. Um, and if you follow my website to YouTube, I have a ton of free videos. Um, I actually just finished an interview with John Gray, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, yesterday. Um, so after I'm done editing, in the next few months, I'm going to be putting up about 15 videos of John Gray's advice, um, but a ton of amazing content. Um, you know, if you don't even want to work with me, at least get some free advice out of me. So a lot of cool stuff on there. Very cool. That sounds amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, listeners, go check it out. See what uh, see, see see if uh, Mike can help you. I'm sure he can. Yeah. And so you said it was it's e the letter e the letter z datingcoach.com and then you said you have a it links to a YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all of that kind of stuff too. Oh yeah. Every social media uh, you could imagine. <laughs> yep. Fabulous. Awesome. Very right cool. On. Well, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing what you do. Uh, sounds amazing. Just <laughs> I'm over Just here like and, when he first, yeah, you really, yeah, you really got to the amazing right I'm there. hammering home the amazing because yeah. you said you were amazing when you came on the show, and I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. I'm like uh, just amazed that you guys wanted to have me on the show, so this is great. <laughs> yeah, no, awesome. It's been, uh, been a pleasure talking to you, Mike. Thank you. All right, guys. You have a wonderful evening. You too. You too. Thanks. All right. Take All care. Right. You too. Um, awesome. So uh, I, I didn't know that about that science. Did I tell you that we're going to have a love biologist on in a couple weeks? No. I mean, maybe you did, but... I don't listen to half of what you say, Suzanne. That's why I'm a terrible person and a terrible man. Oh, my God. You see, this is the thing. I'm men are from teasing. Mars, women are from Venus, or maybe men are from Venus and women are from Mars. Yeah. I don't really know. But, yeah. No. Um, uh, a love biologist. Yes. She's going to Talking about the science in your brain. Yes. She's going to talk about, you know, what happens when, our, when we fall in love and how our brains go out crazy. And neurons and electrons yeah. and firing. Yes. Nerve endings and all sorts of affecting different body chemicals parts. and crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. The biology of love. The I'm looking forward to that one. Love. Yeah, she's coming on on the 12th, on October 12th, because she's got um, she's uh, releasing a book. So that's going to be a really awesome conversation. Right and on. then, or actually before that, well, before that, sadly, you're going to be unavailable. Yeah, I was just going to say, so on the 12th, October that's going to be, 5th. I'm going to be coming, I'm, I'm flying back from Kauai 
Oh, on the 12th? No, on the 11th, the night of the 11th. Overnight, on the 11th to the 12th. So I will be here for the Science of Love on the 12th. Thank God. I but actually, the previous week. No, the previous week the I, got, I got covered. The previous week, I'm having a threesome. Oh, yeah? <gasps> yeah. Whoa. So With who? Um, This, I don't know. No, it's a dating coach couple. So it's they're a couple and they're dating coaches. Ooh. And I mean, I, I, we're not really having a threesome. I feel so inadequate now, no. Suzanne. No, 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 no. Um, but I actually booked them that week knowing that you would not be here, thinking that we'll still have three people on the air. So it'll be awesome. That sounds great. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so that'll be really cool. And then, um, and then the following week, uh, the nineteenth, the nineteenth, we're not going to have a show because I'm I'm going to be in um, Denver. Unless you want to do it yourself. You're going to be in Denver on yes. the nineteenth. What are you doing in Denver? I'm going to see a witch doctor. Of course you are. Yeah. Why wouldn't uh, you? I know. So. That's cool. Um. Then you can take some of that science of love that you find out about on the twelfth. Ah, do a little. Wrap spell. it into a little witch doctoring action, and poof. Next thing you know. Suzanne's getting whizzed off to Uzbekistan. No, and, no, no, no. And finding let it the go, man of her dreams. Let it go. No, I'm not even talking about the other guy. I'm just saying maybe the man of your dreams is in Uzbekistan and you haven't even looked there. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about Kurdistan. Well, no. Uh, no, no. Uzbekistan and Kurdistan are two very different places, Suzanne. I, I don't understand, know if... but the stand, some people, some people interchange the stand. You know what it's not? I thought you were hinting at the St. Paul, guy. Minnesota. That's what it's not. No. It's not there. Well, that guy, that's gone. So, <laughs> yeah. Probably because he listened to the show, and he was like, yo, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I think um, we scared him to death with the show. Yeah. St. Paul, out. Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. I mean, you know. <clears throat> anyway, you know what would be great? Hmm. A guy in L.A. Yeah. L.A. We'll find you one of those. Yeah. One of these days. It's going to be awesome. Sooner or later. I know. I just, I, I haven't really been um, looking. So, yeah, you've been taking a break. You've been on a hiatus. I have. I've been on a hiatus. Yeah, you've been hiating. I've been hiating. Yeah, that's and not a... now I'm going to be back in the saddle. All right. I cannot wait to find out what that sounds like. <laughs> Me Cause, too. Because uh, my favorite part of this show is when we talk about your dating life, actually. So I can't wait until there's more dating life <laughs> to be talked about. Yeah, i got to get on it. Uh, yep. That's funny. All right. Well, that said, <clears throat> thanks everyone for listening. Um, and I will, uh, unfortunately, I'll be sad without Ryan next week. But again, please tune in for my threesome. Oh man, is that next week already? I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I know. I'm it's totally leaving. I'm leaving for Hawaii. I know. I in know. like a week. Oh. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I know. And then well, I'll get to hear all about your trip when you come back. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be some it's gonna be some love going on on that trip for sure. Love, love yeah. exciting and new. Yeah, it's great. Going to Kauai for my one year anniversary, Woo! guys. Been married for a whole year. Whole year. Boy, it's flown right by too. Yep. 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 So I'm excited about that. That's awesome. Gonna go do some activities. Activities. Probably drink some rum drinks. Ooh, delicious. Yeah. Yes. Gonna do a inner tubing, some inner tubing. It's gonna be fantastic. Inner gonna, tubing yeah, we're signed amazing. up for an inner tubing trip. It's supposed to be amazing. Awesome. It's kind of like an inner tubing spelunking combo deal. So there's like caves and stuff. I'm pretty excited about it. I don't really it. know what spelunking is. That's cave, like caving. Oh, like caving. when you go into like a cave. Oh, oh, like, oh, like inner tubes through caves? Yeah. You're not gonna see those crazy glowworms, are you? I hope so. That'd be amazing. I think that's in South America. Yeah. Well, well, it could be. I don't know. I don't know. 
Anyway. My wife might see a glow worm if she plays her cards right. Oh! And on that note... We gotta go. Oh, my parents are probably listening right now. They just threw up a little bit. Exactly. They're a little horrified. Uh, I love it when my parents listen to the show. <laughs> to figure out one way to gross them out at some point during the night. Uh, sorry. Okay. Sorry, Jim and Chris. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Catch you next week. Thank you.